Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. When embarking on a successful digital transformation, there are a number of key project deliverables and artifacts that are critical to ensuring that you're successful and effective in managing your transformation. But what exactly are those deliverables and artifacts? That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And when we are planning for a digital transformation, oftentimes we're focused on what the overall digital strategy is, what the plan is, how we're going to execute, how we're going to resource it, all that good stuff, very important stuff. But one thing we often don't think about is what are those key deliverables, the key artifacts, the key outputs, the tools we need to manage the implementation and track the success of the implementation, and even before that, provide a foundation for the success of the overall transformation. So what I want to do today is talk about the 10 most important deliverables and artifacts that are critical both as outputs and inputs into the digital transformation. And for more best practices on how to make your digital transformation and your implementation successful, I encourage you to download our ebook called Lessons from 1000 Digital Transformations. In that ebook, we talk about some of the best practices, tips, and lessons learned from having worked with over a thousand different transformations throughout the years. And within that white paper, that ebook, you'll also find some more information about some of these deliverables that I'm gonna talk about here today. So be sure to check out the links below to download that. The first important deliverable that needs to be created as part of an effective digital transformation strategy is the project charter. And the project charter is sort of a playbook or a guide for how the digital transformation is going to go. And it includes a number of strategic considerations and strategic decisions that are meant to guide the overall transformation. So for example, in the project charter, you will define what the overall implementation plan is, how you'll resource the project. More importantly, you'll define what the overall strategy for the project is, what the results and the ROI you expect to get out of the project. You'll also include in that project charter key decisions and key variables that are going to guide your overall digital transformation. So the project charter is really that foundation, that overarching plan, that overarching vision and strategy for how your digital transformation should go. And the reason this deliverable is so important is not only because it provides that direction and that clarity of direction, but also because it forces you to come to decisions on what it is you're trying to accomplish, how you'll accomplish it, how you'll resource the project, how you'll make decisions, what the project governance will be throughout the project. And it really allows you to take ownership of your project. So be sure you have a solid project charter as one of your first key deliverables. Another key foundational deliverable for digital transformations is the documentation that outlines the future state business processes. So these are the documents that define the way you would like to see your end-to-end -end processes work. It defines some of the pain points and opportunities for improvement that you'd like to address. And it also provides some clarity on how you'd like the software to ultimately be configured, built, and deployed to support your digital transformation. Now let's consider what happens if we don't adequately define the future state processes. And let's just say we instead defer to the software. We assume that the off-the-shelf software is gonna 
give us the best practices and the workflows that we need to run our business. While that may be true at the granular transactional workflow level, it's not going to be effective if we don't have that overarching macro and end business process definition defined. A big part of this is because today's modern technology is so flexible. You have so many different ways and different options that you can configure basic workflows that if you haven't taken the time to define your strategic end-to-end -end business processes, then you'll end up with sort of an aimless project without clear direction. So having those future state end-to-end -end business processes is a really important foundational blueprint for how you'll deploy technology going forward. Now, another deliverable that's somewhat related to the future state business processes is a document that's often referred to as a key decision document. Now, a key decision document is exactly what it sounds like. It's a deliverable that captures and clarifies key strategic decisions that have been made as part of your digital transformation. And the reason this is so important is because a big part of the challenge of digital transformation is that organizations and stakeholders and executives oftentimes aren't on the same page. They're not aligned. They're not heading in the same direction. They're not clear on what decisions have been made. They're not clear on what decisions they need to make. And they're also not clear on how those decisions ultimately will affect the overall digital transformation. So this key decision document is a great way to get us all focused on these key decisions that we're going to be making and allow us to have clarity on what the future state vision of the operations in the organization and ultimately the technology are going to be. It also gives us a solid input to help us guide and direct the technical implementation of new software. Another key deliverable that's also related to your future state business processes is your business requirements document. And this is very important, not only in helping you evaluate and select potential technologies to help you with your digital transformation, but it's also important during the design phase of the project to ensure that you're designing and building technology in a way that captures and addresses those business requirements that you've defined. Now, oftentimes what happens is organizations will identify some of the higher level or higher priority requirements to help them select the software. Then once they've selected the software and they move into implementation, as part of the pre-implementation or the implementation planning, they might flush out those requirements in more detail. Now, the key thing here though, is to make sure that we don't view requirements just from the perspective of how to build software. We need to define the requirements from the perspective of how we're going to build our business. So in other words, the business should drive the requirements piece of it. And those requirements should ultimately dictate how we develop and build and deploy new technologies for our business. So business requirements are very important. It's something that allows us to select the right software. It helps us implement the right software. And as we get closer to go live and even post go live, that requirements traceability is a great way to make sure that we've addressed all the requirements that we wanted to capture. And if we didn't, it allows us to optimize the business benefits and trying to figure out how we can better use that technology to address more of our business requirements. When we're embarking on a digital transformation, we are moving from point A to point B, our current state to our future state. And oftentimes we're focused almost solely or exclusively on just building technology to address that future state. We might look at the current state in terms of what technologies we have now and what technologies will go away and how we're going to replace those technologies with new technologies. But what more often gets overlooked is the impact to the organization, the impact to people. So in other words, how is my job going to change now that you're deploying new technology to my part of the business? So this is where I need to understand as an employee, I need to understand exactly how my job is changing, the way things work today, how they operate today, and how I can connect the dots between current state and future state business processes and roles and responsibilities. 
Now, this is a big deal for organizations that are going through significant changes, not just in terms of digital transformation, but if you're trying to integrate operations or you've grown considerably since your last technical deployment, or if you've grown through mergers and acquisitions, it's really important in those cases that you define clearly how people's jobs are gonna change. Because one of the biggest reasons why people resist change is because they don't have clarity and understanding of what their future job is gonna look like. And if we don't clearly articulate that for them, fear will get the best of them inevitably, and they will inevitably push back on the changes. So it's really important that we clearly articulate and understand and document what the change impacts are, who's impacted and how, and ultimately what we're gonna to do to help transition the organization through that change. And the change impact assessment, by the way, is one of the most important inputs into the overall change management strategy and plan, something I'll come back to later in this video. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. Another key deliverable from a change management perspective is going to be the stakeholder analysis. Stakeholder analysis is a way of looking at all the key executives, the key influencers within the organization, and the key stakeholders, the people that have the most to gain or lose by a successful transformation. It also considers the people that if we don't have alignment and buy-in from these people, they have the power organizationally to potentially derail the project. And this is another tool that's critical to ensuring that we have alignment and focus as an organization, and that we have buy-in from the organization. So the stakeholder assessment is really a way for us to get a lay of the land of the organizational dynamics for the key stakeholders and executives, and also the key influencers, the people that, again, could impact the project positively or negatively. It allows us to gauge where each of these people are in the process. Are they advocates? Are they resistors? Are they neutral? How important are they to ensuring that they're on the same page with the overall transformation? And ultimately, what's our stakeholder engagement strategy for each of these people? It's a very targeted one-on-one -on -one sort of change management activity that's very critical to ensure that we don't overlook some of the key considerations and key needs of these stakeholders. And it's also a great tool to mitigate, neutralize some of the change management resistance and misalignment that often comes from digital transformations. Another change management deliverable that's critical to digital transformation is an organizational readiness assessment. And this is really an assessment of where the organization is today, what the culture is, what some of the strengths and weaknesses of that culture are, what the areas of alignment and misalignment are, just as a way to understand what the strengths are of the organization, the things we can build on to enable a more effective digital transformation, and the things that are weaknesses, potential problem areas or potential areas of resistance. Just as an example, one of the things we often find when we do organizational readiness assessments for our clients 
is that the organization doesn't communicate well across silos. You have people that are operating in their own silos. They're not used to collaborating. They're used to throwing things over the wall to the other departments to handle. And they don't necessarily have that visibility and understanding of how the end-to-end -end processes work. This isn't a terrible thing. A lot of organizations operate that way. But if we're going to deploy new technology that's going to give people that visibility of end-to-end -end processes, and the transformation is going to allow them to collaborate more effectively, that can be a good thing, but it's not just going to happen because we give them the tool set. We know that people might resist that change because they're used to the way things are today. They're not used to having to collaborate or worry about what other organizations do. So that would be something we look at within an organizational readiness assessment and say, that's a finding from this organization. Now let's figure out what our change management strategy and plan is to address that reality. So the organizational readiness assessment is something that's very critical to providing an input into an effective change management strategy and plan. And actually I have other videos on my YouTube channel that I encourage you to check out that cover change management in more detail. And I also encourage you to download our guide to organizational change management. If you'd like to learn more about some of these deliverables within change management that I'm talking about, it's a guide that covers these and other deliverables and provides best practices for how to manage change within a digital transformation. So I encourage you to download that and other resources I've included links to below. Now, one of the key transformation deliverables that really reflect the rubber meeting the road of a transformation, this is where the vision of the transformation now becomes reality, is test scenarios and test scripts. Those are something that allow us to ensure that the way we've built the processes and the technologies and roles and responsibilities and the way we've loaded data in the system in the future state, it's a way for us to make sure that all that stuff we've built and spent all this time deploying or getting ready to deploy, it's a way for us to ensure that we test it and that we mimic reality and we sort of run through scenarios and test of making sure that we've worked through all the kinks and the nuances of the new technology and the new processes. Now, what often happens here is that software vendors, system integrators, and technical implementation partners will define the scenarios more from the perspective of what they need to know to make sure that the technology works the way they expected it to. This certainly is an important part of test scripts and scenarios, but really what's most important is the business aspect of things. Looking at your business scenarios, some of the exceptions that create problems or could create problems in the new system, and making sure we've thought through all the different scenarios. Too often, the simplicity of the test scenarios and test scripts lead us to a false sense of security that the system works. We haven't found any major bugs. The processes are working the way they should. We've tested everything, it looks great. But the only problem is we're misled by the fact that we only looked at a small subset of the possible scenarios. So what we need to do is make sure that we've looked at all the scenarios and develop scripts that address all of those areas. Now in today's agile environment where organizations wanna move fast and get a minimum viable product in place and aren't necessarily interested in perfection, that's fine, but what often happens is we tend to gloss over this important testing process. So making sure that you have clear scenarios that define the end-to-end -end processes and document the way we test and the outcome of those tests is something that's very important. And usually we go through multiple iterations of testing using those test scenarios and scripts. So make sure you have a complete set of scenarios and scripts. You wanna make sure that they're well-documented and you ultimately wanna make sure that these become tools for managing changes and improvements that need to be made before you go live with the new technologies. Another important deliverable that's more important from a governance and risk perspective is a risk assessment. A risk assessment is something that should become part of the DNA of the way you manage your overall digital transformation. And a risk assessment is really exactly what it sounds like. It's an assessment of where the risks are 
and more importantly, the mitigation strategies that we're gonna use and employ to mitigate those risks. Now, the tricky part here is that oftentimes your software vendor and your technical implementer are not the best inputs or the best candidates to identify risks for you. Reason being that oftentimes if they identify risks and they identify problems with the project, that oftentimes reflects poorly on them or they at least feel like it might reflect poorly on them. So there's sort of a self-preservation bias that comes into this when you ask your software vendor or technical implementer to manage risk management. This is why oftentimes organizations either manage that function themselves if they have a strong PMO and they have strong experience with digital transformations in their past, they might opt to manage the risk piece of it themselves, or they might hire an independent third party like my team at Third Stage to help identify and mitigate those risks. But regardless of how you do this, you wanna make sure that the risk management process and deliverables and outputs are separated from the system integrator and technical implementer. And you just wanna be realistic about the risks too. And you wanna be proactive about the risks. You don't wanna wait until you feel the risks and you feel the pain, because by the time you do, it's oftentimes too late. So you wanna anticipate where the risks are likely to emerge based on what you're seeing ahead of you. And that's where organizations like my team can help. So risk mitigation is something that's often overlooked, but very critical from a project governance and risk management perspective. One of the last important deliverables that come later in a digital transformation is the go, no-go assessment. And this is huge from a risk management perspective to ensure that you know what you're getting yourself into or are about to get yourself into as you think about going live with new technology. And the go, no-go assessment or checklist, as it's often called, is a way to look at all the things that we know need to be done and in place and fully understood and completed by the time we go live. So things like, you know, what percentage of our test scenarios have we worked through and solved the problems for? What percentage of our staff has been trained? What's our level of user adoption? So it's a, meant to be a very quantitative assessment of where we are in the project. And it's a way for executives and the project team and other key stakeholders to really look objectively at data to say, maybe we're not 100% comfortable with going live next week or next month or whenever it is, but we're at some minimum threshold of comfort and we're willing to take the risk that we're about to take on. Now, it's not uncommon, by the way, to do a go, no-go assessment and decide that we're not ready and we're gonna delay go live. A lot of organizations don't like to do it. It's not the most pleasant thing to do, but if we base it on data, we have an objective assessment of our go, no-go readiness, then we're at least making a solid quantitative objective business decision. So rather than going with gut instinct, rather than just assuming that we can throw up a Hail Mary and everything's gonna be fine. We wanna use the go, no-go assessment deliverable as a way to ensure that we're ready and we know what the risks are with our digital transformation. So I hope this has provided you some guidance and some ideas on key deliverables that you wanna make sure you include and incorporate into your digital transformation. For more information and more best practices on how to manage your digital transformation and how to manage your software implementation, I encourage you to download my ebook called Lessons from 1000 Digital Transformations. In that ebook, I talk about many of the deliverables we've talked about here today, as well as other tips and best practices. So I encourage you to download that in the link below. I've also included links in the description field for other resources that I think will help you in your digital transformation. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.